Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get it. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. If you guys are new here, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. We got an inspirational story today with a gentleman who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at a young age, but has been able to battle through it and really turn his adversity into fuel, into inspiring and helping so many people. My guest's name is Marco Pascoa. Really awesome guy. We had a great chat, and I know you guys are going to get value from this. So sit back, relax. Marco Pascoa coming right up. And we're on. Marco, thank you for joining us. Finally, we got to reconnect. How you doing, brother? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? You managing with the weather right now? Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, we're both in Vancouver, so I'm just, out, I'm just looking out into the streets. It's just gray and rainy. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay, right? As long as we're, we're sunshining, we're ready to go inside and then talk about some really cool content. Yeah, man. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind the rain. You know why? Because my perspective changed. I used to hate it and complain about it, but I don't mind it now because there's a lot of good things. When I was living in Australia and it was hot all the time, I would miss those Vancouver rainy days. Yes. So now I'm like, you know what? It's all right. It'll be sunny again. And it, it just allows you to kind of stay inside and maximize your, your time doing whatever you need to do. Well, I always say people forget when they're from Vancouver that we actually do live in a rainforest and it's an urbanized rainforest, but uh, it's rainy like this so that on the days when it's sunny, we can actually appreciate it. So come summer and springtime, uh, you remember why you're here. Yeah, exactly. Right. So true. Yeah. We're right in the middle of a rainforest. So we connected a little while ago um, and I was pretty moved by your story and it's been, I think a few months now. Yeah. And yeah, man, I'm really happy that we got to connect. So for anybody that doesn't know your story and they want to know more than, you know, the intro as I always do, you know, can you give us a backstory about yourself? Sure. Maybe pull back the curtain a bit of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So uh, I guess long story short, um, I was born with a disability. So anyone listening to the podcast, you wouldn't be able to see that. But I use a manual wheelchair and I was born with cerebral palsy. And so that was brain damage at birth, which caused um, me having the inability to send the signal to my legs properly and caused this spasticity in my arms and in my and in my other limbs. So for me, it's called spastic triplegia. It affects my two legs and my right arm. And so for me, using a manual wheelchair to get around has kind of been my whole life story. Um, in, in a nutshell, I started out in the video game industry and in the tech industry when it came to employment. And then unfortunately, in 2010, when the recession hit, I lost my job. But that ended up being a biggest blessing in disguise because it enabled me to go out there and follow my passion in what I truly am meant to do. And I believe that's to light a fire of people as an inspirational speaker. And so I'll leave it at that. And then we can kind of dive deeper as you go through questions. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I, I just find that it's you're you're taking something that you know, most people would find very difficult, but you're, you're turning it into a positive, you know, like, so why do you like speaking? Like, what is, what is that? Why, why did you get interested in that? Yeah. Well, speaking for me has always been a really positive outlet. You know, I, I think that when you, 
are faced with adversity, many times you can focus on the things that have been maybe taken away from you or caused you to have more challenges. I actually look at that as more of a fuel than anything else. Um, because of the adversity I've faced in my life and having 13 surgeries essentially from age zero to the age 13, it meant that I spent a lot of time in hospitals. But the advantage of that is, is that because I was there with my legs broken, because I was there with various other things as a result of having cerebral palsy, it meant that I spent a lot of time in a hospital bed. And the only people that I were around were adults. And so it allowed me the ability to be more introspective, especially as a young child, and to think about who I am as a person and why I'm here, but to also focus on positivity and the people that were there taking care of me and really focusing on trying to get me back to being 100. Mm. And so that really gave me the sense of appreciation that you can be an unsung hero. You don't have to be a doctor necessarily, but you can really use that time to focus on yourself and to really hone in on other skills and crafts. And for me, that was uh, the spoken word and, and developing a little bit of a silver tongue. So that's really why I was always passionate about it. So the speaking came first and then the advocacy and helping others came from as a result of what I was seeing those doctors do for me. Does it drive you nuts when you see people complain about <laughs> like the, the smallest things sometimes? Not necessarily. I think it's a matter of perspective. Uh, it's not my place to judge someone based on their personal experiences and not knowing anything about them as a person. I think my job as a speaker, especially somebody who hopes to inspire, is to really show people um, that instead of focusing on the things that they don't have, by focusing on the things that they do have, they might be able to shift their focus in realizing they have a lot more than what they're focusing on and, and that things aren't as negative as they might seem. You know, so I think it's a matter of perspective. People always say to me, um, I've actually had people come up to me and say, do you mind if I pray for you? You know, random strangers, just do you mind if I pray for you? Because they're making an assumption that maybe I'm down on myself or that I, I don't like the life that I live. But my whole message to that is that I'm actually really thrilled to be who I am. I actually look at it as a blessing. It's a superpower because the people that aren't worth my time, they don't stick around too often because my disability is quite visible. And the people that do stick around are my true tribe of individuals that I can say help me become a stronger person. And so hopefully that helps to uh, define for other people to not focus on those things because I've been able to make so much out of what some would perceive as little. So what kind of groups do you speak to? I mean, talk us through like your, like what kind of things do you talk about? I, I mean, obviously I know you're inspirational, but like, sure. you know, like how, what kind of groups do you talk to? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, my audiences vary depending on what they're looking for. So because uh, I have a background in technology, I actually went to uh, school to be a video game designer and I got a diploma as a straight up video game designer. I worked in the game industry for many, many years. So I talk on everything from accessibility in a digital environment all the way up to accessibility in the physical environment and kind of breaking down things like that. But really where I broke into the speaking market was actually with a system that I created myself called the CUBE principle. Uh, it's an acronym, C-U-B-E. It stands for creatively utilize your best energy. Essentially what it comes down to, it's a, a way of looking at challenges or things you want to accomplish in your life by utilizing the strengths of the people within your network in order to help them to accomplish a common goal. So recognizing that we're not all leaders in everything, but everybody is good at something. And if you know how to properly delegate tasks and properly how to create authentic connections with people, authenticity is the key. 
I've learned that if you really want to grow and, and drive yourself forward, it's about making the most authentic connection that you possibly can, giving without expectation. So oftentimes I'm asked to speak at team building events or, or universities over, about uh, overcoming challenges and obstacles that people might face, not necessarily directly about having a disability because not everybody can relate to having a disability, but everybody can relate to going through challenges in their life. Yeah. And I mean, it depends what you call a disability. I mean, there's a lot of people who are having that in their mind, right? They got disabilities in their mind that they they're fighting through, right? Like, as well, it's like, I was actually, I was on a call and this guy, we were talking about depression and some of the mental illness that's, that's happening right now. And just because we can't see it, sometimes we don't value it enough. Right. Right. And a lot of the lessons that you, you talk about probably covers, you know, it's, it's a lot of the stuff that we're struggling through. It's a lot of the same lesson, right? 100%. You know, it's, it's about your mindset and it's about being grateful, you know, like what are some of the, what are some of the, the practices that you tell people? Like say you have people that are focusing on what they don't have, the right. negative, you know, what are some things that people can do that you, you notice that have helped you and that you recommend? Well, I would say be reflective of the top five people that you spend the most time with. Oftentimes, if you're in a mental circle where you're thinking that you're completely down in yourself or that you're not really pulling yourself out of times of struggle, uh, take a long, hard reflection on who you're surrounding yourself with because you are as strong as the five people that you spend the most time with, right? And so uh, really develop a, a strong social circle, a network of people that you know that you can rely on. Full disclosure and vulnerability I have suffered from mental health and depression basically my entire life. Um, I could easily just get into a mental space where I could let my disability uh, pin me down. And it's really hard for me to be out there as an inspirational, motivational speaker um, talking to people about being depressed. Um, but I feel like the most authentic people are the ones that can be real about the situations that they face. And I think that when I came to the realization that I needed to start telling people more people out there um, that I had depression and that that doesn't make me a fraud when I'm a motivator, but it in fact empowers me more, um, that it actually has helped to strengthen my ways of pulling myself out. And by doing that, I'm able to help support other clients by realizing what they can do um, to strengthen themselves as well. I found that writing things down and breaking them down into smaller tasks actually helped me to uh, face challenges in a way that weren't so arduous. They didn't seem so large. If you can break things down into smaller pieces, so say you have a big project coming up and you go, oh, it's just too much to think about. And actually you get in this rumination where you're thinking about it over and over again, it can stress you out. It can make you more depressed. But by simply breaking down the smaller things you have to do in order to get that larger task done, you're actually helping to mentally break it down for yourself and make it easier to accomplish. So as simple as I have to email Lance first in order to get to this podcast. Well, put that down on a piece of paper and physically check it off because by checking it off, you're actually releasing endorphins in your brain. Similar to when we go gambling or we go to the casino and you win a jackpot, you're actually helping to release that mental pressure and you're helping your brain to realize that the tasks that seem so large aren't as large as they might seem to you initially. Hmm. What do you see is like the most reason why people fail? Like why, like what, where, you know, you, you go and speak to these groups, like what's, what's the common issue? Is it lack of belief? Is it, I don't like, what, what is it? It's lack of focus and lack of action. So, you know, you think of the things like, uh, I'm a huge believer in quantum physics and manifestation. In fact, the entire cube principle is based on manifestation, but 
you think you hear of things like the secret and things like there out there where you know you you write into a vision board and then people are just like oh if I just put this on a piece of paper and I stare at it every day that it's going to uh, come true and that's only actually half the battle you can be focused on the things you want to accomplish but if you don't tie in action to create those opportunities for yourself then they'll never actually manifest themselves and they'll never actually uh, come into fruition there is a real secret an actual secret out there that I don't think should be a secret in the fact that human beings are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for uh, we're often uh, really really numbed by uh, the standard mainstream media and various things about what we're capable of doing as human beings you hear of moms with crazy strength when they're in emergency situations and they have to save a child well that's only uh, you know touching the surface of what we can do mentally speaking when it comes to overcoming challenges mm -hmm. and I think that the more people focus on manifestation and creating those actions and opportunities within their own social networks to create the things they want in their life the more you realize that that's real and there is something that is really special about human connection the more you practice that just like going to the gym the more you'll become stronger at it and it will actually create those things faster and easier in your own life. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in manifestation too. And, and there's a lot of things. Yeah. Like the secret there's things, but they're just, they missed out on some stuff, but the idea was right. It's emotion yeah. you need, if you're going to, but it's like that with gratitude. It's like that with anything. Like you need to have an uplifted emotion. Emotion is what is what allows that change to happen. Like if you're just looking at, I want a car, I want to, I want this. I like, you know, it's not like that. You have to really feel it. You right. have to, you have to, that's why Tony Robbins talks about how important getting your state and your state management is because that energy is what, is what makes the moves is what yes. makes things come into fruition. Yes. Right. Absolutely. People look at some of this stuff and they go, I don't believe it. It's too fluffy. But let me put it to you this way. Um, people wouldn't believe in something like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth singles because we can't see it with the naked eye. But or gravity. Or gravity, right? We can't see it. But there's something there. Now tell me this. You tell me that it's just coincidence that when you're thinking about somebody you care about and they call you on the phone and say, I literally was about to call you. I think that there's something to science that we haven't quite figured out yet about the hive mind and about humanity and connection that has been either suppressed from us or we just haven't figured it out yet. That honestly, if you pay attention to the things that you're doing in your life and the people you're connecting with, you realize that there actually is a stronger connection to each one of us. And in fact, we are the projection of our manifestation and our consciousness. So everything we create, the reality that is in front of us is a reflection of how we feel on the inside. If we want to change our outside, we have to change our inside. But you're only as good as the people that are around you, as I said. And so you can't do that if you're in an environment that's constantly clouding your thoughts and your emotions. That's so true. And I laugh now at when people go, Oh, that's not true. I woo woo stuff. I, I laugh. I go read a book. Like, you know, <laughs> go like, honestly, like there's like, if you actually think we're on this, this earth and it's just like accidental, like you just don't like, it just, I cannot even wrap my head around somebody that isn't willing to look at what is actually happening here. 
Yeah, like, and and I'm not, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to uh, you know poo poo on anyone's religion no. or anything like that. People can believe whatever they want to believe, but what I'm trying to say is take a long hard look at what it is that living a life really means. Yeah. There has to be something to consciousness. There has to be something to this infinite game that we're playing. And I truly believe that I've solved the what it is. That it's really just life lessons. We come through in this world to learn the things that our soul is supposed to learn so that we can elevate ourselves to the next degree of whatever that looks like. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm not talking about hell. I'm just talking about connection and people. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is an ethos and a, a sense of who we are as human beings that we might not figure out yet. But if you learn the lessons you're supposed to learn, you move on to the next lessons. If you continue to be stubborn and not learn the lessons you're supposed to learn, you'll continue to have those things pop up into your life until you admit that maybe there's something I need to do to better myself and then poof, those things go away and new lessons pop up. So, you know, there really isn't that much rocket science to this, but it's about being a good person and making sure that you're giving to others. Service to self is not going to get you anywhere. Service to others is really is what's going to uh, elevate you and excel you to the next piece. And by doing that, other people will provide services for you as well. Yeah, I, yeah public service, that's what it's all about. That's what gives you fulfillment, you know? hundred percent, you know, and that's why volunteerism has always been a huge thing for me. There's a lot of not-for-profit organizations that supported me ever since I was a kid. Um, and because I've had my disability, it's hard. You got to have money for wheelchairs, uh, medical appointments, all these things. And so I always vowed if there was a way for me to give back to the organizations that supported me as a child, that supported my family, that I would do just that. And mm. by discovering entrepreneurship in a way that I could control my own destiny, I mean, I know you can see this in the video, Back to the Future and controlling your future is a huge thing for me. And I got this you know, poster of Back to the Future behind me. And I have a tattoo of uh, uh, a bunch of Nikola Tesla coils and the flash flowing, throwing the flux capacitor from Back to the Future through the speed force. And that's my constant reminder on my shoulder that I'm in control of my own future and my own destiny and that every single person out there is their own superhero. Yeah, I love it. Is there anybody that has kind of inspired you through all this? Is there any like a mentor? Is there like a, somebody in the space that you look up to or author or yeah absolutely there's a hundred percent um i you being from bc you'll probably have known the name uh rick hansen uh oh, yeah, the guy who wheeled around the uh, world in his wheelchair uh, after suffering a spinal cord injury at the age of 14. Yeah. um he's been a longtime friend and mentor of mine he now uh is the he was the founder of a 300 million dollar um spinal cord injury research foundation now that is now expanded to support other individuals with disabilities to get to get more access and inclusion so that everyone everywhere can have that. And, and the fact that I've actually had not only the opportunity to work alongside Rick, but actually receive direct advice from him about not feeling self-conscious about using accessibility as a platform. Because let me be clear, when I started my speaking business, I didn't want to be known as an entrepreneur with a disability. I wanted to be known as somebody that created a system that was tangible for anybody to use. It was actually Rick himself who encouraged me to use accessibility as a positive platform for change and that I didn't have to think about it as pigeonholing myself as somebody with a disability, speaking about disability, but rather that I could really shine a light on something that was super important and then actually people were looking at me as a change maker in that space and so without his guidance 
I probably wouldn't have allowed myself to be vulnerable and talk about issues uh, like inclusion for everyone. So he's a huge one, as well as there's an old radio host um, here in Vancouver from 650CL. His name is Red Robinson. He's one of the guys responsible for interviewing uh, Elvis Presley and the Beatles when they first came to Canada. And uh, I met him when I was 10 years old and he saw such a light and a fire in me at that age that he says, I have a feeling you're going to be doing this a little bit later on in life. And still to this uh, day, um, he's in his 80s now and we're still friends and we go out for coffee and he really helped to guide me and to show me the way when it came to starting my business as a speaker. So I would say those are the two people that have truly inspired me when it came to this business. What about books? Yes. Uh, uh, my favorite book is actually uh, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. I don't know if you've ever heard the no. E-Myth. Uh, it's called The Entrepreneurial Myth. And it was actually a book when I went to entrepreneurial school, not business school, actually had to run a business um, here locally in BC um, that they actually made us read about working uh, not in your business, but on your business. Because there's a two different things. You can work in your business, but you don't want to become an employee of your business. You want to continue always to work on your business and grow and expand upon it. And that book just opened my eyes to some amazing, amazing things. But I do a lot of audiobook reading, a lot of autobiographies. Uh, another person that I obviously look up to is Michael J. Fox, uh, because he acquired uh, the disability of Parkinson's. And um, I'm actually quite close with his nephew uh, here. And so it's kind of neat to be able to say that he's one of the inspirations and, and to be able to actually talk to a family member of his on a semi-regular basis uh, about how that inspiration has kind of pushed me forward. So having those audiobooks, guys like Tony are great, but Tony, Tony as in Tony Robbins, Tony's from an old school generation of, of motivational speakers and there's nothing wrong with that. But when I came into the game, I wanted to flip the script a little bit because I find that People think that they're going to be the next Zig Ziglar or the next Tony Robbins. Uh, but what they're trying to do is really line people up for uh, that next uh, sale, you know. And that's not a mindset that I really subscribe to. I think that it's great to have a business and to sell things. But I think that because my whole brand is built on authentic connections and authenticity, you can't do that if you're about to pitch someone about something at the back of the room that you need to sell yeah. them on. Right. Yeah. And, and so my whole thing is if people subscribe to what it is that I do and they want to learn more about the Q principle, then they actually come up to me after I talk and say, man, I want to dive deeper into this for my, uh, you know, my outdoor uh, company that's doing outdoor recreation or, or my school or my university. And that's how I found the greatest success is just by word of mouth. Doesn't mean I won't necessarily write a book or something someday, but that's not my primary focus. And if that means that it takes me longer to get to what some would describe describe as wealthy. To me, it's not about the money. The money is a, is a side effect. Uh, I believe health is wealth. And so by focusing on your mental health and your physical health, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I know what you mean about the, the upsell. It's the one thing I didn't enjoy that much about um, going to Tony Robbins. Like I love Tony. He's like my guy that got me inspired in the first place. But for sure, that 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 feeling of like got to go to the back of the room and the next level and i get it from a business side because yes. it is helping people like it, it it's not like it's not helping people right like correct it's each level has its thing and it's helped a lot of people but yes. i do know what you're saying as far as like it's a, it, it is that that strange feeling that we all like kind of like the elephant in the room it's like oh that's weird like go to yes. the back of the room right now right now it's like anyway i mean but yeah I, I, I totally know what you're saying from both, from both sides. 
Um, it becomes pressure sales, and that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. You see, a lot of the speakers out there, they have good intention, but what they don't realize that they're doing is they're actually preying on those who already have low self-esteem and are looking for an outlet. But if you don't actually ever plan to be that mentor to them, if you don't actually ever plan to be that one-on-one -on -one connection, um, you could actually be causing a lot of harm. In fact, many mm -hmm. people that go to conferences like that, they may be one or two steps away from contemplating suicide. And I've actually worked with people who are mentored, uh, who I've mentored myself and I've actually been able to pull them off the ledge of suicide and that's something I take very seriously because mm -hmm. these are people's lives mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that all speakers in the industry uh, are out there for malicious purposes but I just wanted to be different just mm -hmm. to put it lightly yeah fair enough what's the biggest struggle you face on a daily basis <laughs> I, I think being taken seriously as a professional if somebody sees me first for my disability you know I, I think that people have an oftentimes easier focusing on what they can see than what they can't see. And I think that in the first year of my business, to be able to say like, no, 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 I'm out here and I actually have something valuable to offer. And for somebody to be able to look past my wheelchair was really difficult. But I'm not one of those people that's gonna play a small violin and say the world is out to get me. At the end of the day, I would rather show them through my actions and what I'm able to do uh, that I'm more of a person than they thought I was initially. And I think that that was the biggest struggle is being taken seriously as a professional first. Uh, I don't believe that I actually have a disability. I believe that the environment around me creates disability. And so if I go to a building that has a perfect universal design, then there's no disability there. But if all of a sudden I'm met with a flight of stairs, well, then there's a challenge there. And yes, I can get out of my chair and, and walk up these stairs. But really, at the end of the day, the number one barrier that I'll face is people's attitudes, right? And the only thing you can do to, to get past that is slowly to chip away at it and really prove them different. But why would anybody, so you get a lot of people that judge you because you're sit, you're in a wheelchair? Like oh, people, for sure. Yeah. Really that, just, I, that I'm less capable as an entrepreneur, that I'm less capable as a CEO. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Because you times of, you think, man, you'd think times have changed a little bit, you know, like people are just, people are so smart, but so stupid. They can be, they like can be. Crazy. And you know what, you know what though? I will say this, the industry and, and every industry, I should say, has changed a lot over yeah. the past five years. I think that with things like the Me Too movement and with the introduction of people's, um, you know, um, like for example, if somebody identifies as being non-binary or things of this nature, I think that more and more people are being open-minded to the things, but here's my take on it. I think that people are becoming more open-minded because they're feeling forced to become open-minded, and that's not really the way to do it. I think that there's too much focus in this world on labels. What we actually need to do is strip away all labels and say, at the end of the day, I don't care if you identify as a person with a disability, if you identify as man, woman, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, people are people, and we're all just individuals trying to make the world, hopefully, a better place. And I think that labels have been created by the media in order to create more divide and it creates more divide because then it keeps us distracted about some of the things that are going on in some of the higher or upper echelons of the world and who's actually in power mm. and I think that if people want to focus on what it really matters which is us actually unifying and becoming one organization or one grouping of individuals and that's much different than I want to be clear that's not encouraging a one world government because one world government means governed 
uh, controlled by one body. I'm saying a one, uh, one state of consciousness where everyone is treated equal. And for a lot of people, they start to tie that to politics. They start to tie that to religious beliefs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about respect from human being to human being because we'll move along a lot faster if we start to look at things less about the color of our skin or our sexuality and more about what value we'll be bringing into the world. I, I just still can't believe people that discriminate because of color or sexual preference. Like who the fuck cares, man? Absolutely. Seriously. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why does it, why would you even like, I know it just blows my mind that why would you even care about somebody's, especially I think like, it's crazy to think that, 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 that racism and people's skin color actually has a factor in it's anything. Crazy. It's insane. It's like, absolutely insane. Like, because at the end of the day, if that person has no merit or effect on your day-to-day -day living, why does it matter to you? As long as they're not hurting anyone, you go do and be whoever it is you want to, and I will be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, yeah it's because of belief, because of the families in the past. And right. it's, it's, and you know, we're fortunate in Canada, at least in Vancouver. And well, I mean, we're, we're pretty I mean, it's, it's a better place to be in that regard, in that area. Yes. Right. Then there's some places like in the Absolutely. States, and, and Lance, I really think it's up to guys like you and me, man, that we're out there in our own mediums, whether it's you through your podcast, whether it's me out on a stage, I think it's up to us to take a little bit of responsibility to realize that we can't use this state, this uh, saying anymore that we're the leaders of tomorrow. We're the leaders of right now. And if yeah. we're tired of the way in which the world is being run, we have to put action into what it is that we're doing to change things. Because if we're at the helm, then this is our world to control in a positive way, man. You don't have to be held back by things because that's the way they've always been done. If we're not satisfied with the way it's been done, then let's change it and stop talking about the same narrative over and over again. Love it, man. Love it. Where, where's the best place everybody can check you out? I want to make sure to, we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. If they go to my website, marcopasqua.com, then they can learn a little bit more about what it is that I do as a speaker. Um, what I, what it is I do for one-on-one -on -one mentoring and just some of the work that I've been involved in on, on TV and, and in print and stuff. So that would be probably the best way to find me. All my social accounts are there as well. Walk us through a little bit of like what you do for mentoring like one-on-one. -on -one. Can you give us a little sneak peek into that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I think for me, it's about first and foremost, a initial um, a free phone call conversation with an individual to get to know what it is that they're looking for in their own life. I actually truly do value personally connecting with each and every single person that I connect with. From there, it's usually about a 30 to 45 minute conversation. And then what I'll do is actually break down a framework for them that's built with the cute principle in mind um, about uh, how we can tackle their, their goals and the things that they want to accomplish together uh, and to know that they're not alone with it. So it may be something as simple as somebody's been playing around with the idea of writing a book, but they just don't know how to get started. So my goal with them is to actually start to create a bit of a framework. And some of the mediums I like to use is um, creating uh, digital storyboards or digital um, um, vision boards where they can really break those things down like we discussed, like the secret. But then there's an action plan that we create together. So, uh, you know, a chronological breakdown of the moments of struggle and success that they've had up to this point from the day in which they were born. And I actually do that through an Excel document uh, of this is the day I was, you know, born. 
Um, this is a situation that happened to me. This is how it made me feel, for example. So there's the feelings column, there's the situation of what it was, there's when it occurred. And the reason why I get people to start to break down all those things is that they, and they have introspection about those moments in their life that were pinnacle and they can get down to the nitty gritty of maybe there was something that happened to them that really helped to shift their perspective in a negative way that I can help to pull them out of that. Or if they're a writer, now they have a whole Excel document of a chronological breakdown of really cool moments in their life that they can take each one of those lines and create a story out of that if they want to be a speaker on a stage or even write about it in a book. So there's so many different ways in which you can use a tool like this. And that's just a, that's just the beginning of it, which, which I think is really cool. Awesome, man. We'll make sure to have all that. People can come check you out. Yeah. Powerful story, man. I'm looking forward to seeing like what else, you know, you create, you know, you, you speak very well and very with a lot of, uh, lot of purpose and thank you. conviction. So thank you for doing what you're doing, man. And thank you for doing this. I think, you know, the university of adversity and what you're, what you're really pulling together by doing this. I mean, I had to listen at some of your previous shows and you're really doing your best to dig through the dirt and find people that you think are, are diamonds in the rough or people who haven't been discovered yet. And I think that by creating a sense of community and a strong network of people who are sharing their stories, you're just as much doing your part to create this change because people are searching for something. And if we can help to, to pinpoint what those things are even quicker by creating this uh, Rolodex of speakers or individuals that they can learn from and these stories that they can gain from, um, then we're slowly helping to make the world a better place. And uh, so thank you for everything you're doing. I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. So my final question, the one that I always ask everybody is what is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That's it. I wish I had known that in advance. I would say one lesson that adversity has taught me is that even though today may seem like the shittiest day you've ever experienced, it's probably a day in which you have a really good lesson from and who knows what kind of learnings you're actually getting from. There is no win or lose. There's win and learn. Mm -hmm. And if you start um, looking at your life that way and that there is no moments where you're at your, your deepest or your darkest, yes, they might feel like you're never going to be able to climb yourself out of this pit. But believe me when I say that if you don't challenge, you don't change. Mm. And so if we don't face that challenge in our life, we'll never change and we'll never evolve to that being that next person. So every single time you're having a shitty day, I want people to yell out, thank you. Yeah. Because, because it's those adverse moments that are actually helping to build us up to be the better version of ourselves. Exactly. Well said, man. It's, uh, there's no win or lose. It's only win and learn. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's so true. It's like the, the moments of adversity is what we're growing from. So that's it, man. Man, thank you so much. Really appreciate Marco, it. I appreciate it, dude. And um, like I said, everybody will check you out. We'll have it all in the show notes. And uh, yeah, man, thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys can, leave us a review. It really means a lot to help boost the show as well. The more reviews, the more five stars, all that good stuff. It just boosts the show credibility and it can allow us to affect more people. Many people, I want to be able to change lives and help impact people. So I need your help in helping it grow. And up until this point, you guys have been amazing. Also, so you stay on top of all the episodes, you don't miss any, smash that subscribe button. And that itself helps a lot as well. If you can tag us in a, in a story on your Instagram or social media, whatever that looks like, I really appreciate it. Share it with a friend. I know you guys are busy and I really appreciate you taking an hour out of your day to listen to this, but being able to 
you know, share it with a friend or add, or leave a review really, really helps. So thank you so much. Hope you guys have a beautiful day. We'll catch you next time.